standing in Sean Paul Goatee head. Not John Paul Goatee air. Cologne fill the air. Yeah. Would you please stop talking? Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Benny Sources Podcast. I am your host, Benny, and today I am solo. Um, I will have a guest on next week, but today I wanted to talk about Kanye's West album titled College Dropout. Um, since we're in the spirit of Kanye, everybody's talking about the new um, documentary series on Netflix. Um, I figure why not go ahead and um give my opinion on that specific album was dropped in 2004 february 10th so we just hit an anniversary for it um earlier this month um but before i get into that particulars the particulars of the album i wanted to go ahead and um discuss a few other things first um tonight is the finale of euphoria um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I don't know really. I don't know what to expect. I know it is a a lot of people. I seen a lot of people complaining, saying that the the season was short, which I do think it was as well. But one of the things I did notice was, um, I seen something where they're going to be taking a break after this as well. I don't know if what that breaks consist of, how long or what, but I know that they are going to be. Um, taking a break for a while. So everybody, um, make sure y'all tune in next week when I give my thoughts on that finale. Also, we are on episode, I believe, four of Tommy. Um, for everybody out there listening, um, I believe on when that first episode aired, I told everybody to be patient with it. Um, just because it's you got to develop these new characters, you have to let them come into their own. Um, see. The, the direction which they're going and these four episodes um they've been okay i mean like i said it's still uh, it's kind of hard to catch on but i've been watching just because it is tommy but today's episode um spoiler alert if you haven't seen the new episode um today we have an encounter with tommy's brother and his son um father and son they have an encounter and i believe that from the looks of it that the boy knows that that's his his dad and the dad don't know that that's his son because of the way that they that he was looking at him he was making they were making it seem like he knows it and it seemed like the son was just sabotaging his club just because he knew it was his dad and he has some he feels some type of some type of way about it which is which is interesting because I feel like, you know, he's doing it for a reason. He's trying to trying to get his dad's attention. He's I'm hate to say it like this, but he might be crying out for help in a way, and he's trying to get his attention, but he don't know he don't know how to go about telling them that he is his son. That's his, you know you're my dad. So continue to um, be on the lookout to see how that plays out. Um, also, we have. Um, Diamond and his brother beefing over, um, I guess, who's in charge. Um, last week's episode, you had those two fighting. And Diamond um, beat up his brother. But now looking back at it, you, you can say that he beat up his brother because he let him. 
You know, it was it was basically because he wanted his brother to feel good about himself and he wanted his brother to um be back in charge because he has a little brother has another plan to to get his brother out or to take everything away from his big brother and let it let the world let the people of Chicago know who's in charge. Like he said, he he missed out on a lot. You know, today he said that he missed out on going to college, playing ball. He missed out on a lot of things to help his help take care of his brother, and you know he wants to he wants he want to get revenge or get his payback on that. Um, another thing we have going on is you have Tommy and Liliana um, back into it with the Serbs now. You know, if you remember Power, um, I believe it was season three or season four when they were into it with the Serbs, and they killed one of the the heads and um we find out on this new episode of Tommy that the new lady in charge um has been wanting him dead ever since then all those I guess you can say all of uh Tommy and Ghost's actions that that took place in New York is kind of what so a little bit followed him to Chicago as well he had to save Liliana which I don't trust her ass anyway. I don't. I don't trust her ass as far as I can throw her because I feel like she's she has another another plan in place. Um, but I'm pretty sure Tommy has um, an idea or some way to break that up. Um, what else we have? We met. Also, we be, to go back to Tommy's brother. We met Tommy's brother's dad, who supposedly. You know, at during I mean, I guess you can say was messing with Kate, which is Tommy's mom. We see his I guess you can say his brother's dad for the first time. What else we got? Um, like I say, man, just just pay attention. Um, stay tuned in. Um, it's gonna be very interesting these last couple I I hope they got ten episodes, but we're barely on episode four. So yeah, um pay close attention. This episode here was pretty good. Also, we have the return of Snowfall. Um, for everybody out there that know, um, when season four ended, it ended on a cliffhanger with Reed inside of Franklin's mom and dad's, um, I guess you can say home, with a gun pulled out. And Franklin's dad was um, begging, not begging for his life, but he was telling Reed, you know, all these things, and we don't see nothing else. Now, if y'all go back and listen to the uh, Extraordinary Gentleman podcast episode, I said that if that he dies, if he doesn't renew his contract. Um, Spoiler alert, so if you haven't seen the new, the two episodes, which they did show two episodes that aired, on uh, I guess it was Thursday when it came on Wednesday or Thursday whenever they showed those two episodes it was two episodes which I think and I have my opinions on it because I felt like they 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 were showing two episodes and it was too different it was too late basically like they shouldn't have did that but besides that um the first episode basically showed it went to a totally totally different story it starts off with Franklin in the plane um flying over some 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 land and um we get introduced to this new character which is we find out is franklin's um girlfriend 
and she does she works for the the real estate agency that we know he had been working on or trying to get um his fingers in in the real estate game from last season and this season we see that it's well I don't, we don't know yet but we don't know if it's up and running or if it's his or not but it is you know it's up and running basically um we also see um Leon, he's back in the projects. He's he's running the projects again. Um, Franklin, it basically ends with Franklin killing um, one of his homeboys from the beginning. Um, I can't think of the dude's name. But they was on season one together. He was the one that got him, um, you know, him and Franklin was running tough at the beginning of the very first season. And he killed him because old dude was on the pipe. And... He was going through a lot, and Franklin just basically killed him in front of Peaches. While they were out there burying one of their other dude homeboys, Franklin decided to go ahead and clip him. So that was the first episode. Um, the second episode was pretty much, you know, um, the same thing almost. You know, you see Franklin. We find out in the second episode that that the girl, his girlfriend, is pregnant. She's um. Not far along, but she's already very, very... I don't know, it's something about her that makes me feel like she's up to something. Like she has a, another agenda. Like she's setting Franklin up. But also, at this point, they are... Um, him and Reed come, come across paths for the first time since Reed um, had been aired out by Franklin's pops, you know, on the air or whatever. And this is the first time Franklin and Reed um, come across paths and they see each other and they talk about all this and you know one of the things from the first episode we are introduced to a new plug that um, that Franklin is dealing with basically Reed comes back clips him poison him I should say takes him out because he won was he won he won back in all of a sudden so these first two episodes, I you know, before I go on any f further, these first two episodes were okay. They were, <clears throat> they were. Um, how can I explain? You know, this is the first season that that John Singleton wasn't involved with. Um, I guess you can say no production. So it's gonna be kind of hard to judge this season early on. Um, but I'm gonna go on the the. I'm gonna put it out there now that. If if this season doesn't doesn't do good, um, I guess you can say it's because of John Singleton not being around, not being there, not having his 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 mastermind on things and how things go. Um, I'm not wishing downfall on this the the series, but you can kind of tell already. And this is just me that um, I mean maybe we I don't know what direction they're going in, but you can tell that it's going in a different direction. Um, I don't know if that's for the good or if it's for um, just to put something out because people been wanting it. So I'm going to just stay tuned. I'm going to keep on watching just because I want to see how it how it finishes. But, you know, you ask your, begin to ask yourself how many more seasons of the snowfall can they do? Um, what else we had that came out that was that was interesting? Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. 
Um, so to like I said today, I am here to talk about Kanye West college dropout. Um, some people will say that it was his best album. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm on the fence about it. I would say it's 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 in his top top three. Um, no particular order, but I would have graduation up there. College dropout, and then I would probably have 808 and Heartbeats up there. No particular order. Like I said, it would be those three that will bounce around, just depending on how I'm feeling. But um, today I'm going to talk about College Dropout, which dropped um, and on February 10th, 2004. So if I remember correctly... I remember reading somewhere, I don't know where, but I remember, oh, it might have been on a documentary where I seen that he started recording this album in 1999. And 1999 was the time when he was started recording songs. So you think about 1999 and this album not being actually put out until 2004, which tells me that Man, he really, really put time, his effort, he put his all into this album. And honestly, you can hear it when you listen back to it. You can hear you can hear the samples. I believe, and I'm just going off the top of my head right now, but I believe that this album was every song or probably almost every other, or it was an almost every song on this album was a sample, which is, I guess you can say for a, a, a first time producer producing his own album producing everything i mean i understand why but at the same time you can um guess how expensive that may be how expensive this album might be because of all the samples like i said during this time you had nah you had a couple a couple producers that was sampling i don't want to say him being the first one to do that but he he's one of the first ones that was that was sampling like super um a lot of people um i know i remember one thing that i did come that looking at the documentary that i remember him always saying was that you know he was playing jesus walks for a lot of people and none of them nobody was really wanting to listen to it you know that was interesting given that how um how we listen to jesus walks today um but i want to start with the timeline leading up to 2004 on how he began to i guess you can say make this album record this album i'm not gonna get into too much detail on you know all the backstory because if you want you can watch the the netflix doc which is um freaking marvelous like they did a hell of a job making that doc um I believe they're dropping an episode every week or every two weeks or something like that. So I think the last part comes out March, um, March something. It might be this week. But like I said, um, I would love to see. I see. I think I said this on Twitter, but I would love to see them go all the way up to graduation, the album graduation um, with these docs, just to see his point of view see how the the making of those albums came about and just to see how he changed over you know those years 
because if I'm not mistaken, I believe he put this album out in 2004, and then I believe he came right back in 2005 and dropped um, Late Registration, which was a good album as well. Um, but it was hard. It would be hard. It was kind of hard for him to follow up to College Dropout. Um, so today I'm gonna go over the track listing with about for this album, and then I'm gonna give some facts, some things that they didn't say in the in the documentary that um, that maybe they should have, or maybe it just wasn't important. But some things that I thought that was cool that I thought they maybe maybe should have talked about. So so. You have the intro, which which is which is people gonna think I'm this is crazy, but for the longest longest time, I think maybe about three years ago, maybe four years ago, I realized that that's not Bernie Mac on the intro or the intro for College Dropout Late Registration, and I just found out recently, maybe about four or five years ago, that that's D Ray. Which is weird because he's I don't know if he's he wants to give away that that Bernie Mac accent, that Bernie Mac feel. But in a way, if you listen closely, that kind of sounds like um Bernie Mac. Now I don't know if that's just me or what, but I always thought that was Bernie Mac until recently. Um, looking back at it. And then once I seen the 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 documentary and I seen him riding with D Ray in the car and stuff like that. It made sense. I was like, oh, okay. Now I see why he got, well, see, I see how he got D-Ray. Um, but on with the track list, and um, number two, you have We Don't Care. Um, you have Graduation Day. Um, track four, you have All Falls Down. Um, track five, you have I'll Fly Away. Track six, you have Spaceship. Track seven, you have Jesus Walk. Track eight, you have Never Let Me Down. Track nine, you have Get Em High. Track 10, Workout Plan Skit. Um, track 11, you have The New Workout Plan. Track 12, you have Slow Jams. Track 13, you have Breathe In, Breathe Out. And track 14, you have School Spirit Skit. Track 15, you have School Spirit, The Song. Track 16, you have School Spirit Skit number two, which leads into Lil Jimmy Skit. Now, this is during a time where, like I, like I said on, like I say on every episode I do about music, that skits were very, very important to some to some artists during this time. They felt like um, I read something where they they felt like putting a skit in the album makes the album feel feel more uh, natural. Um, I don't know how true that is, but I can understand why you you're putting skits in 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 your album so many times. Um, you have track eighteen, which is two words. Track nineteen, you have through through the wire. Track twenty, you have family business, and track twenty one, you have last call. So, I think I'm gonna start with all falls down. Okay, now this was um some I think some some controversy during this song because if I'm not mistaken I believe they said Lauren Hill wrote this song and Lauren Hill was on the original song and she was on a couple of the um she was going to be on the original song which was supposed to be on the album but when it came time 
for them to do the video for All Falls Down, Lauren Hill wasn't able to participate in the video, so they had to find someone else in which they found Selena Johnson. So the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to talk about, go down the track list, talk about the songs, and talk about the videos at the same time. So if I remember correctly, All Falls Down was the third single. Yes, third single, which came out February 24th, um, 2004. So this video was, like I said, it was, um, it was featured with, um, Stacey Dash. I'm sorry, I went I had a brain fart. Stacey Dash, and. It was shot at um, Ontario, California airport, basically, which it it you never see his face, Kanye's face, which is very interesting because I don't know if he was he felt um, how he looked at the time or he felt he he didn't want people to see how he looked because of I believe this is all after the, the accident and everything. But, you know. Um, anyways, this is you never see his face except for in the glasses and I believe a reflection in um, the limo. But you're the majority of the time you're looking at Stacy Dash bounce through the airport. Um, you know, basically he follows her to the um, to the gate and she takes off and gets on the plane and this and that. But. um this video was was very very um i guess you could say weird but it was shot it was direct it was directed by um someone named chris milk and supposedly this was all kanye's idea on how he wanted to do it and it was shot like in a first person perspective which i talked about you know it was just basically through kanye's eyes only the only person you can see was was um everyone except for him um, but like I said, it was a great song. Um, would I say the best song on the album? No. Um, good single, but not the best song on the album. Um, the next track I wanted to talk about um, is going to be, let's see, what is that next song? Track list. Um, Spaceship. No, not Spaceship. What was the next single? Let me go back up. Let me see. The next single. Well, forget it. First single, we'll start with Through the Wire, which came out September 30th, 2003. Now, this was, what, three months, be four months before the album dropped, um, which the album dropped in February, and this single was out September, October, November, December, January, February, five months almost. So they're working, you know, they're working the song. And honestly, this song right here caught me. You know, I felt like this was the best song on the album. No, the good first single to catch your attention, basically, put it like that. I wouldn't say the best song on the album. The best song to to, to put me, to catch my ears. Because like I said, before this, we had heard very little of him. But I believe 
um, slow jams with Twister, Kanye, and Jamie Foxx, which came out December 2nd, 2003. This was the song that I felt like um, should have been specifically on his album, but this album also... I mean, that song was also on Twister's album, um, Kamikaze, but I'll talk about that in a little. Back to Through the Wire, though. Um, this video was this video was good. I like this video because it actually showed you, you know, all the, the, the different, the different, um, it was basically like a slideshow of videos and pictures from his accident which was showing us like why it was through the wire, why he called the song through the wire. And it was basically like old Polaroid pictures or um, disposable camera pictures or something like that. And you see, um, you see just like a slideshow basically. You can tell, and I hate to say this, but you can tell that they didn't put no money into this video. His budget was very, very small during this time of the video. And, I don't know if it's because they didn't believe in him or if it's because they felt that he wasn't a rapper. You know, they probably felt, okay, well, let's just let's just put something into it because we have to release this album. He he's keep on he you know, this album is is getting good traction. His name is starting to buzz. Let's put this let's make this music video, but we're not going to put a lot of money behind him. Let's just see where this video goes. And that's how I felt about the video. Now, looking back, that's how I feel about it. You know, I don't know if it's because they were scared to put money into it or what. Or maybe he didn't want to put no money into it. You know, maybe he felt that he wasn't going to put a, um, he wasn't going to take a big budget for for this because maybe he wanted a lot of the, the re-up money. Um, but Through the Wire, yes. Through the Wire was the, officially the first single for um, College Dropout. Okay, so then next we go to... Um, December 2nd, 2003, which I mentioned briefly is where we go to slow jams. Now, for everybody out there that know, um, Kamikaze was a very, very good Twister album. Um, that album, you can jam that album front to back. But it was weird because, and I think, you know, you don't, now that I think about it, you don't see a lot of um, artists do this nowadays. Like if they're featured on the song together and that song is um, doing numbers, back then they would put that song on both artists' album. Nowadays, you're only getting it on one person's album. I don't know if that's because of um, contract negotiations or because the record label only wants that, that track. Or that's a good question. I don't know if during this time both of these artists were on the same record label, which is something to think about, which I didn't think about either. Um, that might have been why this album, why this song was on both albums. Okay, so you have, during this time, you have Twister, which was on Atlantic and Rockefeller. And then... You have, uh, no, they're on two different record labels. Okay, well, that kills that. But, yeah, that's weird. Um, But anyways, you know, it, it was it was very, very, 
you know, unique back then. You, I think somebody else had did that back then as well. Um, I want to say Jermaine Dupri had did it with somebody where they put the same song on um album because that song was doing so good, doing good numbers. So they put it on somebody else's album as well. But um, the slow jams, I don't even know if they had a video for slow jams. I just know that they did um, very, very good on the pop side because that uh, that song was very, very good. And now that I'm looking at it, um, they did have a music video for that, which was a party. And that's right. It was a, it was like in a club or a party or something. And Jamie Foxx um, was there. You have Kanye West. You have Twister. And then also you have appearances from Mike Epps, Common, John Legend, and Consequence, which all, well, except for Mike Epps, but you have Common, who was under the, the Kanye belt, um, John Legend, who was under the, Con- the Kanye belt, and then you have Consequence, who was under the Kanye belt. But it makes sense that Kanye and Twister did uh, the song because they're both from Chicago. And um, I think this is during the time where Common was trying to trying to get back in the, in the rap game. He's not saying that, that Common needed Kanye, but Com- Kanye gave Common a different, um, I guess, a different feel musically, which some people loved and some people didn't like. But I liked Common with Kanye. You know, there was a couple songs before that he felt that I felt that, you know, that was good. Um so yeah, that that album, I mean that song was was on two different albums. So that show you that the numbers that that song did. So for the next single, we have All Falls Down, which I talked about already. And then this is where it gets um I guess you can say a little bit, a little tricky. So May 25th, 2004, you have, they are putting out um, Jesus Walks video. And they're releasing Jesus Walks as a new single. Now, remind you, this is the, we have Through the Wire, Slow Jams, All Falls Down, and Jesus Walks which is the fourth single for College Dropout. Now, we're on four singles already. And remember I said a couple episodes ago, um, a record label typically only does three, three singles. And if they get to that fourth single, it's because the album is doing well and they feel like they can run up more numbers on that album. Um as we as you heard on the last episode that I talked about with T.I., you know, he had four singles. Um, I believe on the Ludacris, when I spoke on the Ludacris album um, back for the first time, he had almost three or four singles. So these album, these record labels will push, will squeeze that lemon until it's completely dry. So that's, you know, looking back now, this is what they were doing on this album. They were pushing this album because the numbers what what we're doing, you know, excellent. And so Jesus walks. Um let's see. 
one of the main things I know for sure off the top of my head was that it was so many different music videos for this album. I believe, if I read correctly, it was three music videos for this album. The first one was paid for by the record label. And the second and the third one was produced, well, was, you know, paid for by Kanye West out of his pocket himself. Why he would do that is because he believed that that song, you know, I f and I, looking back at it now, I felt like he felt like that was his best song on the album. Everybody told him, no, listening to that song, you know, he like he said, he, he played Jesus Walks for so many people in Def Jam Building, Rockefeller, uh, Capitol Records, all these different record labels, and they told him no. And I felt that he was trying to prove a point to let people know that this was the best song on the album. Y'all told me no on this song, so I'm going to push it in y'all face because it's so great now. It's doing good. This, this single was doing numbers. My album is doing numbers. I'm going to push the song on there. I'm going to push the song on y'all face on y'all ears because y'all all said no to this song. I'm going to make y'all feel bad. I'm going to make y'all regret me, regret not signing me, which is, hey, I don't have a problem with him doing that. But I felt that's why he was doing it. You know, he felt like, okay, just because I did one, that's not enough. I'm going back. Let's do it again. And let's do it again. You know, he 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 was out to prove it. He was out to prove a point to these record labels. Y'all all said no to this song. So, hey, I'm a, I'm I'm going to push it back in y'all face. But the crazy thing is, all three of these videos premiere on the same date. And if I'm, if my research is correctly, I believe it was June twenty first, two thousand four. Um, he premiered all, he all he premiered all three three different versions of them on the same day. Um, so. I believe it says um, Wes was not satisfied with the music video and convinced then label head Dame Dash to commission another, this time uh, $500,000. So I believe, too, also that has something to do with it. Um, he wasn't satisfied with the way the video looked. He had his own vision for the video, and he felt he needed to get that vision out and get it across as quickly and as only he could you know with a lot of times when you have the record labels um producing videos or putting the money up for these videos they have their own vision of what they want to do with it it's not what you want they don't give a damn about what you want it's all about what they see the vision of the video how they see how they want to do it so with this second and third video i believe he had his own vision he wanted to do it his way he had a particular way of doing it and the only way for him to do it was by doing a second and third video which i thought was unique during that time i think during that time you didn't have too many different videos for one song if you did it was a remix video you of course you had the original song and you had a remix video um and i believe puff was doing that a lot um Jermaine Dupri did one with Drew Hill in the In My Bed remix was totally different from the um, the original song. 
So during that time, it was very, very um, unique that you hear the same song, but it's a totally different video. Um, what else we got? The I believe he did also a lot of live performances for this song. Like this was the single that 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 he pushed, 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 pushed. And I, if I remember correctly, this song um, ended up going um, two times platinum. I don't know how how long, but like I said, I'm, I'm not here to talk analytics or numbers. I'm just here to talk about how good the album was and what I feel. So after Jesus walks, you have new workout plan. Now, this is when. I feel they started putting money behind him then. So if you remember correctly, this video was not not saying that they didn't put money behind him on Jesus Walks or All Falls Down or, you know, none of those other songs. But this is when I felt like his budget was um, open. <laughs> the The checkbook was open. You tell me what you want to do. You go find a director who you want to work with and you just send us the bill. We're going to pay for it. So basically, like you, like the new workout plan song was, um, I felt it was a kind of corny song. I didn't too much care for it. Um, I felt like it wasn't one of the best songs on the album, but I understand it. I felt like that song was was meant for something else, basically. But it was great 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 production on it you know the way the beat drop and the way the beat mixes up and all this and that you know it was you know it was it did what it was supposed to do but like i said it wasn't one of my favorite um favorite singles and i felt like also that they should have if they was going to do a last single i felt they should have did another song and that song i felt should have been either family business or last call um, to this day, I still have Last Call or Family Business in rotation because I feel like those are um, one of the the best songs on that album. Now, let's get into Benny's top four for this album. So if I had to get in top four songs of this album, um, I would say one would probably be family business. Two will be last call. Three will be spaceship. And four would probably be never let me down. Or I would say all falls down. Or through the wire. So yeah, I'll say through the wire. So family business one, last call two, spaceship three, and through the wire four. Yeah. So those will that will be Benny's top four for this particular album. Um I know there's gonna be a lot of people out there that disagree with me because, you know, um it's a couple other songs on here. Um, you can put Jesus Walks in there. That would be a, a five, but like I said, I I wasn't it was a great song, but I wouldn't put it in my, my top four because of the like I said, that those last three songs, nineteen, twenty, and twenty one, those were the the heaters right there. Those were the, the you can let that that play forever. 
Um, last call. Let's talk about last call. So last call. If you remember, if you remember correctly, during last call, he talks about his journey. Basically, you know, he talks about the time um, where he was supposed to sign with Capitol Records. If you see in a documentary, you pretty much he pretty much talks about all of that. The the leading up to him signing with Rockefeller and getting a deal with them. Um, now looking at the documentary, we know more on how that happened and um, why that happened. And to this day, I think they admit that they still didn't sign him to be a rapper. They only wanted him to be a they only saw him as a producer. And it's funny because I believe it's a lot of um, producers out here today that was only signed to be a producer, but they feel they can rap, which is nothing wrong with it. But you know, uh, the record label has these stereotypes of people that the world basically has a stereotype of people, which they see people as one way, no other way. They don't. The world doesn't want people to grow as human beings. The world doesn't want people to to grow into something better. You know, they want to they want to keep the world wants to keep keep people in this box and don't want them to to grow and do other things, which I think is wrong and which I think how they view Kanye during this time. They want to keep him in this box. Um, we're not going to let him grow. We're going to keep on having him produce these fire beats for all of us. And we're going to keep on getting this money. You know, that's what I felt like they were trying to do with him. Because I believe also during this time, he was producing basically for a lot of Rockefeller people. Um, unlike Beanie Siegel, he was producing for him. Um, Jay-Z, of course. And he was producing for Memphis Bleak. You know, basically the whole crew. So, you know, they only saw him one way, um, which I think is wrong. And, you know, um, let the people speak. Let, let, let him at least try to do what he felt that he needed to do. And if the people responded bad, then I can see him not giving up trying because he's going to continue to try to do that shit still. Um, what do we have next? Um, some facts. So one of the things that I did look at in particular about this album was that it was some things in there that, that um, I guess you can say that they didn't talk about or they should have talked about. So one of the facts that originally the college dropout album was going to be called the I'm good album. <clears throat> that was one thing that I found and which was weird because, you know, given his personality, I felt like that was, that would have been a shot at everybody because he was telling everybody I'm good. You know, I don't need your help. I'm good. Um, of course I talked about this briefly, but also another fact is that, um, it took four years to make this album. Um, I don't know why, but I'm guessing that he just wanted, you know, we know why, because Kanye West is a perfectionist to this day. Still, <laughs> He does the same thing. He gives us these dates that he's going to put out albums, and they don't come out that day. That's just like um, Donda 2 was supposed to be out um, 2-22-22 two, 
Um, I believe it's out though now, but it's only on Stem Player, which means you have to pay two hundred dollars to hear that album. Um, I'm not blaming them. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying, you know, um, I'm hearing good things about it, but that's just not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna pay that. Eventually, it'll be on streaming services. Maybe, ain't no telling. Um, another fact about this album is that. To this day, I believe this is still his best-selling album to date. And another, like I said, I'm not here to talk analytics. I don't care about numbers, what music, because that's subjective. But this album never went number one. So that's crazy. You think about that. This album was his best-selling album, but this album never went number one. So... If I can go back in the time real quick and let me look at what other albums came out during that time. So during that time, you had, um, like I said earlier, you had Twister Kamikaze, which came out in January. Um, you have Zero, the life of the life of Joseph W. McVeigh. Um, you have the Trillville and Lil Scrappy, the King of Crunk and BME recording present Trillville and Lil Scrappy. Um, what else did you have come out in 2004? You had um, Lil Flip, You Gotta Feel Me. And that was after Lil Flip's Urban Legend um, album. Which was a great album. Hey, I'm, I might talk about that album soon as well. Now that I think about it. Um, but um, you had D12, Ghostface Killer, uh, the Pretty Tony album, um, Method Man, Takao Zero, the prequel. Um, you had Master Killer, which is part of the Wu Tang. You had Jada Kiss. Kiss of Death came out in 04. You had Goody Mob, One Monkey Don't Stop No Show. You have Lloyd Banks, The Hunger for More, which was a great album. And so 04, you had The Carter, which was Lil Wayne. Um, you had The Roots, The Tipping Point. Um, MF Doom, VV2. Mob Deep, America's Nightmare. You had Shine. Um, you had Jim Jones, On My Way to Church. You had Mace, uh, Welcome Back. Um, Young Buck, Straight Out of Cashville. You had LL Cool J, The Definition. And you had Nelly, when he dropped the Sweatsuit albums. Um... What else? Uh, so you had Lil Romeo too at this time, which was called Romeo Land. That was his first album. Um, you had Busy Bone album, Trick Daddy, Thug Matrimony, Married to the Streets. You had Fabulous Real Talk. You had Ja Rule. Ah, okay. Case closed. 
Um, that makes sense now why his album probably didn't go number one. And you also had Eminem, Encore. Um, you had Snoop Dogg, Rhythm and Gangsta. You had Nas, Street's Disciple. Oh, shit. Cameron, Purple Haze. Then you had Ludacris, Red Light District. So, yeah, you had quite a few albums that came out that year that could have possibly stopped him from being number one. Um, but it's just weird that, you know, it's his best-selling album and never made it to number one. Um, what else is another fact? Um... I believe that's it. That was just some crazy things that I found. The lyrics of Last Call referred to another time that college dropout nearly fell through. Yeah. So, basically, um, yeah, that's it. Um, So, all in all, like I said, great album. Um, I'm not... I'm not doing this for y'all to go back and and push push um I'm not doing this for y'all to go back and and listen to it. It's just some insight on this album that I thought was weird and some things that I want to discuss about the album from the documentary. Um like I said earlier, I will put this in my top 3 of Kanye best Kanye albums, but I would like to see this documentary thing with netflix i would like to see this go all the way up to if possible i would even like to see it go to um 808s and heartbeats if possible you know um i was i was talking to someone and they said they would even like to see the they would like to see the the part up until where his his mom passed just to see his his personality after the fact um and i would like to see that too but i don't I know we're not going to get that get that far in 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 into detail on his life just because of um just because of the 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 privacy of that and how everything happened and how how what was going on I believe I want to see the part where where he gets into George Bush on you know when the Hurricane Katrina stuff happened I believe that all happened during um, late registration leading into graduation maybe um but i would like to see more of this documentary um like i said great album um like i said this is probably my top three kanye is very 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 music during this time i would say this was he was doing his best shit man and while producing for others not saying that he lost the stuff because, you know, to today, you can listen to some music that he's produced and some music that um that he's that he has his fingers on and it's it's great. You can hear how he has his fingers on on a lot of music in today's um world. Like I if I'm not mistaken, I believe the um the song with uh, Fabio, Fabio Foreign and Alicia Keys. He produced that song, and for everybody out there that 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 um, that's probably heard it and maybe hasn't heard it, 
I'm gonna play a clip of it because I did say I was gonna start also talking about um more music on these music episodes. Um next week I am doing um a movie and I'm gonna be my first time doing that. So make sure you tune in um throughout the week as I give away the movie. Just be prepared for it because I got a feeling it's gonna be a good one and y'all will like it. But I'm gonna talk about a couple um new new music that dropped that I feel like everybody should be listening to. Um, but like I said, back to this uh, Fabio Forum um, song. It's called uh, City of Gods. This song right here is is cre- is produced beautiful. I don't know um, what made him tap into this, but this is a Kanye track. Like starting, starting this song... From the beginning, Fabio comes in as hard and freaking freaking great song. And he actually killed this song. Me and Drizzy, we at peace. This the backpack with the polo and the first Jesus piece. I'm from the shop and I'm always New York in the city. They treat me like Jesus is walking. I've been through the pain and all of the trauma. They say his but yeah i'm not gonna play the whole song but like i said that song there is freaking awesome like he you can tell that he was in his bag on that song even the the producing the rapping everything that was i love that shit that song there was freaking awesome um what was another song that he just produced recently that i i said i like um it'll come to me later but yeah, um new music. Um we have quite a bit of new music. Um first off to get to my R&B, we have a Robert Glasper album, Black Radio 3. And for anybody out there that likes R&B, that likes Robert Glasper, the the man makes um great music. He has Aunt Clemens on his album, Jennifer Hudson, PJ Morton, India Ari. Um, he has a song with her, a song with D Smoke, Killer Mike. And that album is called Black Radio 3. Everyone, uh, every, if you like R&B, I feel like you should listen to that album. Also, we have Earth Gang um, under the Dreamville label, um, J. Cole. You have a song on there with J. Cole and J.I.D., which J. Cole kills that song, and J.I.D. You have also have a song with um, CeeLo Green, and I believe it's Nick Cannon. And then you also have a song with Ari Lennox, which I think is a great song as well. And then the title of their Earth Gang album is called Ghetto Odds. Ghetto Gods, I'm sorry. Um... Next, we have Kodak Black, and the title of his his uh, album is called uh, Back for Everything. Now, I want to play a clip of this, um, this song that I freaking like on this album. You know, this is the first time in a long time that Kodak is, to me, sounding like his... To me, it sounds like he's, um, I don't want to say back to himself, but 
he's back in his bag a little bit. Like he's he's at a place where he can make good music again. I don't know what what changed or what 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 happened, but he he of course we know the hit single on there is called Super Gremlin. Um but where's the name of that song at, man? I cannot I was listening to it the other day and I should have wrote it down. But anyways, it's a great song. Great album too. Uh Kodak. It ain't like the 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 old Kodak where like honestly, I feel like Kodak hasn't made a good album since um Painting Pictures. And that was back in 2017. Um as far as albums, I'm not talking about mixtapes. I'm not talking about um well, Dying to Live in 2018 was a great album too. I will I will I will say that. 18 was a good album too. But 2017 Painting Pictures, that was the shit. Um the next album that I want to talk about, you have Big Crit. He dropped um Digital Roses Don't Die. I haven't listened to all of it yet, but so far I like it. Um the song, I believe is track either seven or eight great song like i said big crit always make good music it's just sometimes it's kind of hard to get into it um also we have conway the machine he put out uh god don't make mistakes and when i say if you like rap rap this is the album for you like it's straight bars on here but i do like the song he got with jill scott called um chanel pearls I love that song. Even the song that he has with, I believe it's um, Rick, yeah, Rick Ross and Lil Wayne called Tear Gas. Conway goes off on that song. But like I said, yeah, the name of that album is also called God Don't Make Mistakes. Um, as far as R&B, what I've been listening to, um, you have Ayana Lee which is called um, her album I Love, which is called Wednesday's Child. And that album is good. Like, she makes great, great music. Also, let me, I want to play a little clip of, let me see if I can find it. Ayana, let me see. Anyway, she has a song on there called Gangsters, Gangster of Love, which is a great song. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing more music from her. Also, it came out a while ago, but we have the Jasmine Sullivan Hotels, Motels, the Deluxe. And she added on um, a couple songs. But y'all know how I feel about Jasmine Sullivan. Jasmine Sullivan is top five, top three singers ever. And I love her music. Um, so I feel like everybody, if you, you, if you liked hotels, those songs that she added on, go ahead and stream that as well. Cause you will love those. Um, also Nikki's been back in the booth and from, hmm, from the, from the sounds of it, it sounds like she's gearing up for an album if it's not done already. Um, she put out two singles with Lil Baby and I like both of the songs. It's not the old Nikki, which I don't think we'll get the old Nikki that much no more. But it's rapping Nikki. And I, I like it. You know, um, Nikki will always have a 
she's already cemented as one of the best rappers, rapping women in the world. So I feel like it's only right that we, you know, we we continue to to up up hold her up to that pedestal. You know, just because she stopped rapping, we don't have to let her let her get away with so much. You know, if she putting putting out mediocre songs, then she putting out mediocre songs. But these two songs were a step in the right direction that I feel was was good. Also, um, we have a the baby and um young boy album coming out supposedly Friday. I'm kinda anxious to hear that after Young Boy um went on a dissing a dissing spree this this past week as well. So like I said, yeah, you got a lot of music dropping um almost every week now. Um as far as R and B goes Oh, Lucky Day album is coming. He announced his album is coming out in March, which I think I'm I'm kind of happy for. Um, Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, the Silk Sonic, they put out a, a song called Love Train, which kind of tells me that they're not happy with the way the album came out or what the sales on the album was or how the numbers looked on that, that uh, album they made. And don't get me wrong, I love their album. But something tells me that either the record label wasn't happy and they're getting ready to put out a deluxe or they're putting this out just because. And I can be wrong, but I feel like man, somebody's not happy with some numbers somewhere. So they finna go ahead and um, put out this deluxe album, which I'm ready for. I'll, I'll take it because I, I, I love the first. I love the album that they put out. Um, Seven Streeter also put out a deluxe album to her Drunken Words Sober Sober Thoughts album, which I liked her album as well. Um, I think that would about do it for today's episode. Also, um, Amber Mark, I finally got around to listen to listening to her album, and also went back to start listening to some of her catalog as well, and. Um, I like I I love her music, though the the vibe she's given on a lot of her music and the name of her album is called Three Dimensions Deep, and her name is called Amber Mark, Amber Mark. Um, she's very very good, I think, and if you like R and B, I think you should check it out. But um, uh, I think that will conclude today's episode of Kanye West. 2004 college dropout um i want to thank everyone for listening to Benny sources make sure to tune in every monday um i will see y'all next week and like i said next week will be a movie i'm gonna do a movie for the first time but i'm also going to give y'all update on like say a couple of the tv shows the euphoria finale um snowfall and um, a couple of other things. Um, I appreciate everyone for listening. Um, I'm trying my best to keep on doing this. Um, and I will see you all next week. Uh, we are out of here. Kanye, can I talk to you for a minute? 
me and the other faculty members was wondering, could you do a little song? <laughs> something beautiful. Something that the kids are going to love when they hit.